thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello, and how are you going? Welcome to the final episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we have most definitely aimed at giving you the how-to to get the best out of you. And yes, I'm going to be wrapping up the show, but I promise to share with you today all the reasons why and how we can stay connected and you can hear about all the projects that I've got planned for the future and how you can find everything out at carriethompsoncasey.com. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-T-H-O-M-S-O-N-C-A-S-E-Y.com. Well, you know, the goal of the show has really been about helping people to build their psychological resilience or their immunity to that daily onslaught of stresses that we face and helping us to have that fitness to to bear the bigger stuff. So I really wanted to share other people's stories so people can hear that just everyday people like you and me are doing amazing things. You know, the mum raising kids on their own, the couple that gets that repairs their marriage and brings it back together. These are all amazing things. You know, to me, sometimes it's amazing to get up on time, get the kids' lunches ready, have their uniforms clean and ironed, and getting them to school on time. And I really think that we overlook all these small things that are really important to recognize how much of an achievement it is to do the, the many things that we we cram into our days and recognizing what you have already survived and that you carry those skills with you every day. I think sometimes that we focus so much on having some kind of big visible win that we forget the small stuff. We're so focused on getting the recognition at work or or having someone give us compliments or praise, we, we continually seek that, that we forget to look upon the achievements that we have each day and giving ourselves our own high five for, for getting as far as we did, for for getting to school on time. Like I said, you know, I sometimes it's one of the biggest challenges of my day and I'm really serious. You know, sometimes I have been known to say to my my husband, if you're going to find me passed out, it will probably be from the stress of the mornings. And of course, there's many ways to make that morning much easier and be organized, but that's maybe for another episode in another podcast. Because recognizing what you achieve each day does build your psychological resilience. Of course, there's lots of things that do, but that's really important and really accessible to you right now. And this is kind of where I'm at at the moment. I was kind of looking in all the wrong places lately for my sense of achievement. I think that I have absolutely loved, I know, I know that I have absolutely loved working on The Abnormal Psychologist as a podcast, but it has come to a point in time where it has changed for me. I think in the beginning, 
without a doubt, actually, there was a lot of ego in the decision-making. You know, I loved the wellness guys and still do and think they're amazing humans for what they have done in shifting people's well-being in the right direction and providing so much information. And so when they asked me to be on their show, I couldn't even contain myself. But in a way, I that's so much what I wanted. I, you know, I wanted to share free mental health information. I had these skills and I was working hard in my practice and I could recognize what were the, the, the themes that kept coming back with, with clients all the time and trying to share those themes across each podcast and giving you that information. And, and it was amazing. And it was so great to be writing to people and having them agree to be on the show and then getting to interview them. And one of the most special things as well is what they shared with me outside of the recording, things that I took home and, and, and time I got to have with some of those amazing speakers. You know, it really has been such a treasure, treasure and, and such a, uh, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity the show has given me. And of course, there's key people I've talked about it before who've been involved with the show. Um, particularly Karen Smith, Sam Gowing and Marcus Pierce. And of course, the wellness guys for their, for interviewing me in the first instance. And then of course, inviting me to be on the wellness couch. And that was just incredible to come so quickly after being invited to talk on the show. So just being invited to be a guest on the wellness couch, which was a huge tick off my list. But then to be offered a show, I mean, that just really spoke to my ego in all the right ways. And I, pulled together over a quite short period of time um, the bones of the podcast and, and getting some recordings and some guests lined up. And it was amazing and it released. But I don't know if you remember, but some of the um, TAP listeners might have heard it in a previous episode. But when the show released, I woke up one morning and I was not able to use my left arm. I had such severe muscle tension in my chest from all the typing and being at the computer and doing so much work to make sure I was producing something of quality for you, that the muscle tension had been so great that it had disrupted the supraspinatus on my left shoulder, meaning that I developed a nerve impingement and bursitis. And I mean, that was a pretty big clue for me that maybe my self-care at that time had really fallen off the wagon and I had become so focused on the podcast and getting it out to you. And this is all while having my other commitments in terms of the health food store and the private practice and kids and family and all those other things and my study. Um, and so I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to work out that I'm, I'm probably inviting a little too many things into my life. But I overlooked that and kept wanting to deliver every single week something of value to the people that were taking the time to listen to the podcast to the podcast. But it has been about building your self-knowledge. That's why the first episode was about self-knowledge, you know, the examined life. And I've always encouraged the tap listener to examine their lives, to continually examine what works and what doesn't work. And I have examined mine as well. And I realized over the last couple of months, especially about how much pressure I put on myself to be everything to everybody. But you know what? You can't. 
I can't make people like me. I can't make people want to listen to the tap show. And I was trying so hard to deliver quality to the people that were listening. I felt so responsible to deliver something extremely powerful every single time. You know, it's funny. I, I even had a dream last night about these girls that were really crappy to me throughout secondary school when I was a boarding school. And I left school 24 years ago. And yes, I know high school goes on even after we've left the gates of our schools. But I had to do some examination of what was working for me and what wasn't. I really had to put everything up for review. And we've my family and I have been in this process of change, as you know, moving um, to a new location. And at once we got settled in, or as we continue to settle in, we put everything up for review. As a family, we discussed everything that we do, our lifestyle, what we eat, where we go, where we spend our time and money, who we spend our time with. And we we had to examine what what actually feeds us. What gives us strength? Who gives us strength and who do we enjoy being around? Who do we like supporting? Who gives us energy? Who wants to see us thrive? You know, who do we want to share our lives with, our precious time? And what things do we want to invest our lives in? What projects do we want to spend time on? And sometimes you have to decide what you continue to invite in what new things you want to invite in. And sometimes you have to decide what you close the door on. And for me, it has been, it will be the abnormal psychologist. And I, this has been such a difficult decision. But again, from the beginning, there was no complex marketing team. There was no one else. It was just me sharing my ideas. All the production was me. And Marcus Pierce actually warned me about this in the beginning, that I would have to carry all the production issues on my own. And I remember at the time being like, yeah, I can do that. And I can do that. But over time, sometimes there's a cost to doing these things. And for me, I have started to not practice what I preach. I started to worry about the quality so much that it became almost paralyzing. Looking for quality guests all the time and then having people agree to be a guest but never emailing back to arrange a time. So I'd have this sort of queue of people in my mind that would be guests and then sometimes three people would not respond to my emails. And I didn't want to chase people, partly through my ego. I'm not going to keep chasing you if you're not going to respond to me. But then it would become extremely anxious for me thinking, oh, well, who am I going to get now? Especially if I was really counting on someone to be next week's episode and they would cancel or reschedule. Maybe it was about being more organized. Maybe it's been planning ahead. Maybe, but it's a big commitment to have a podcast. And as I said, having all that production on its own. But the more anxious I got and the more tired I got, and the more I worried about the quality of the show, sometimes that kind of exhaustion sort of reminds us of all our our insecurities. And I've talked about this before being like a tank, a water tank, a rainwater tank, if you like, where it needs that constant supply of water to let us be able to 
to take the water from that. And if that tank drains and gets lower and lower and it's not being fed, we end up on the bottom with all the sort of scuzzy bits on the bottom of the tank, the sludgy, slimy frog skeletons and things. And so the more tired that I've become over the last little while, the more I started to worry about that rejection from these people that I didn't even know, these guests that I had invited on the show. And I started to see it as a form of of rejection and took it really personally. But it's not about me. It's not anything to do with me. It's just about people who maybe some of them were (laughs) being rude and were rejecting me, maybe. But I think it's just all about people making decisions about where they spend their time, just like I'm doing now. They were making decisions about where they put their time and effort. And maybe my show wasn't where they wanted to be in that point in time. But it's been more than just that. It's something quite big that I think is going to be quite shocking for you to hear. And you know what? I never wanted to be the abnormal psychologist. And I know that sounds really weird because even in my intro, I'm pretty sure that it says, and here's the abnormal psychologist herself. So let me explain that for a second. The original title of the podcast, I think it was something like mood, food, and well-being or something like that. I think I've got a, a some kind of graphic art somewhere that had the original title or mood, food, and wellness, something, but it was kind of a bit boring title. So I really had to come up with something and quickly. And I sort of said, I don't know, maybe the abnormal psychologist because it's about being imperfect and everyone loved it. And they thought it was catchy and funny and something memorable. I'm like, right, that's it. Lock it in, move on to the next part of producing this new, new podcast. And then a couple of times I realized I I don't really want to be the abnormal. I don't want to be known as the abnormal psychologist. I want it to be the name of the show. And over time, different things would happen. And I remember having a conversation with Marcus Pierce, um, that wonderful man. He's excellent at motivating me. And he said, yes, you are. You are the abnormal psychologist. And that kind of planted a seed um, in a way that, you know what, I don't want to be the abnormal psychologist. I've worked really hard and studied many years and master's degrees to be a clinical psychologist, an expert in mental health. And I don't want to be the abnormal psychologist anymore. I don't want people to think that I'm underestimating the value of the study that I have done, that there's something somehow missing from my skills or qualification. I want people to recognize that what I have to offer is some clinical expertise. The abnormal psychologist was just meant to be the name of the show. And so all these things started to come together in a way that really developed this cauldron of thinking, of examining and reviewing what's important to me. And of course, the TAP listeners are so important to me. But I had to look at other things as well. Me as a woman, as a student, as a psychologist, as a mum, as a wife, as a friend, all of these things, I had to look at what's at the top of the list and where do I need to put my energy now at this stage in my life. And part of me doing my own examination has been about receiving. 
there's a saying, I think Denise Duffield Thomas talked about it and she talked about um, having a, a little sign on your desk saying, I serve, therefore I deserve. And it's an interesting comment because I look at so much of my life and you might be rolling your eyes when I say this, but you know what? I'm giving all the time. So much of what I do in my practice is listening intently hour after hour to my clients and being there for them and offering them my expertise. And then I pick my children up for school. And of course, it's about caring and nurturing them and helping them with their homework and getting them to all of their after school activities. And of course, it's picking a nutritious meal, trying to find time to exercise. And of course, time with my husband and time with friends and my family, my parents, um, all these other wonderful people in my life and finding and giving them time. And then, of course, finding time to study and sending off assignments. It feels like, even though that's for me, that I'm constantly contributing something and sending it out there and sending it away. And I guess the podcast became some of that as well, is that for me, I'm not very good at receiving, you know, letting people help me, you know, even getting a massage, you know, all those kinds of things. For some reason, I stopped letting myself sit back and receive and letting things come to me, you know, and I'm not sure if anyone listening, particularly women that find it hard to just sit back and let people be nice to them and give them time and, and nurture them. I think we're so used to playing second fiddle and giving so much of ourselves out to everybody else to make sure everybody else is cared for. And if you, yes, there's all the cliched stuff about putting the oxygen on yourself first and starting to take care of yourself. And, and this is what this is. The end of the tap podcast is also about that. Everything went up for review and I had to let go of some of my commitments and tap is one of them. So closing this door was absolutely not an easy decision. There have been lots of emails backwards and forwards from Marcus, the CEO of the wellness couch, talking this through, considering whether to do it monthly, but doing it monthly doesn't solve the issue of not wanting to be the abnormal psychologist. So could I change its name or rebrand it or just do things differently? But that doesn't solve the problem of the the energy to try and keep finding guests. I just needed a break. And I think that I wanted to reformulate a podcast that had a different vibe to it that very much was about sharing my expertise and the expertise of other psychologists and other mental health professionals, something that was very focused. I think there's some people doing some amazing work with food and nutrition. Um, and of course, I'm hoping to continue my nutrition and naturopathy studies. Um, I think that really complements what I'm doing in my work as a psychologist, as a clinical psychologist. But as I said, closing the door on tap was not an easy decision. The TAP listeners and the Wellness Couch crew and all their listeners are such amazing people. You know, I've said it before, but if you've ever been to a Wellness Couch event, to be surrounded by people determined to improve their their health and well-being and their psychological well-being, you know, I'm absolutely astounded each time I see people get together in a room who are like-minded and genuinely 
want the person sitting beside them, whether they know, whether they know them or not, to also thrive and grow. I think that's such a beautiful thing that we can do for all the people around us. Listen to their goals and, and help them achieve. You know, let's not make it into puppies and unicorns and say, Oh, of course you're amazing. You know, you could be a rock star. Go on. Australia's got talent and you could be the next best thing. It's not about being delusional, but it's about hearing what their goals are and supporting them, not giving them a dose of realism and knocking them off their perch straight away. Why can't we say, you know what? Let me know what you need from me and I can be here to support you. Why can't we do that? You know, I think that would be such a wonderful thing that we don't get threatened by others' success. We don't compare ourselves. I mean, gosh, Marcus will also know that that's something that I became really totally overly focused on from the very beginning with TAP. You know, how many people were listening? Is that enough people to be listening? Is that enough people for the wellness couch for to be happy for me to be getting those kinds of ratings? And he repeatedly told me, this is not about that. This is about you and your journey. But I would get caught up in what everybody else was doing and where the show was positioned. And I didn't like that about me. I didn't like that part of myself being exercised regularly, that that comparison, oh, comparison is such such a, just undoes all the work that you do on yourself in terms of shifting your perceptions. You know, it's so much healthier to just be your own person, run your own race, be your own competitor. You know, the saying goes, just be better than you were yesterday. If you can start where you are, all those things, it's about you and where you want to take yourself, where you can take yourself, finding people that and surround yourself with people who challenge you in a healthy way, not challenge you so that you give up. And again, I definitely don't see ending the tap podcast as giving up at all. It's about closing the door on something that had great offerings to the listener. And for me, that experience of talking with all these people and sharing their, their stories, it's about closing the door on something and preparing myself and creating some space for the new projects that I'd like to get involved in. And most of all, I just really need to practice what I preach. I need to slow down. I need to look after myself. And part of the process of, as I said before, is that everything came up for review. I needed to let go of some things in order to take better care of myself and to be able to spend more time and have the energy to spend more time on the things that are really important to me, things that you don't get back. Um, you know, I, we are really fairly organized with our children and when we're with our children, we spend so much time with them, but I noticed I was getting so tired. It was getting hard for me to spend time. So I had, and tap's not the only thing to go. I promise you there's other things in my life that I've had to let go of. And, you know, part of that has been moving and we closed down our health food store that we loved, absolutely loved our store. But things had to change for us to have the life and lifestyle as a family that helps us grow and move forward peacefully and gently and at a pace that is sustainable. So here we are coming to the very end of the last episode. And 
I want to make sure that you know how much I care about you and how much I am grateful for the time that you have taken to listen to me each week. And I'm not closing the door on you either. I really want you to stay part of what I go on to do in the future. And I do have some really amazing products and projects coming out. So please go to the website. You can go to the contacts page. I'll put a link on Facebook. So it's a bit easier if you like the page on Facebook, but you haven't been to the website. Um, I might even put it in the show notes if I work out how to do that. I think in all this time, I haven't really worked out how to do the show notes thing. Um, but please stay connected. You know, some of the projects that are coming up, and actually that's an interesting point. You know, over a year ago, I was approached by a publisher to write a book, my absolute dream. But you know what? I haven't had time to write a word. You know, I think about it all the time that the whole, I would have so many points in my life. I think, you know what? I just really want to write a book. And there it is sitting there as an offer from a real publisher and has you know, and I haven't even done that. So lots of things need to change for me to get where I need to be in a sustainable way. So ebook is on the way, hopefully as well, just a short one that captures some of the basics of anxiety management that I talk a lot with with my clients, but also I've talked about it throughout the show. I've also been working on a meditation series and a new series of workshops as well, which will be released shortly. I'm just waiting on a few other things to be finalized. Um, and I do plan on podcasting again, but a much more finite podcast series that will be very focused on a mental health and well-being topic um, and will be devoted to excellence in mental health through talking with other skilled mental health clinicians. You know, I really loved having you, the TAP listener, with me today and every other day that you have given the time to listen to my thoughts and those of my guests you know, if you haven't already, please let your friends know about TAP and that all these 68 episodes are out there and there might be something of interest to them. And they'll stay up there for people to listen to and, of course, will be listed on my website, carriethompsoncasey.com. Whoops, looks like we just hit a bit of a technical hitch. Can you believe it? On the last episode, well, it cut out my last couple of minutes. So here is what I shared on that recording. What I talked about was that I would really love it if in this parting gesture, if you could go into iTunes and give the show a five-star rating because that will help keep the abnormal psychologist visible uh, in iTunes for a good while. But without those ratings, it might just disappear and we can't have that. So I would be absolutely grateful if you could go along to iTunes and give the show a five-star rating and give us some of your feedback. That would be absolutely wonderful. And the abnormal psychologist was really just one way for me to connect with you. You know, I'm over at carriethompsoncasey.com and I would love for you to flick me an email or go to the contacts page at carriethompsoncasey.com and I would love to keep you up to date with all the projects that I talked about earlier. And whether you're an organization or an individual or a group of people who would like me to come and speak at your event or to design a workshop for your organization, or if you just want to learn more about the products and events that I'm working on, please send me an email. 
I'd love to come and meet you and talk about different mental health topics. I hope that you have found TAP a place where you could hear real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realize your potential. Take care and thank you so much for joining me and see you again soon. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.